Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'd like to say I love you, but, and within that, there is just that God loves you, and there's something in everyone that is this really cool thing. Welcome, everybody, to the Jeff Mara podcast. If you are listening on Apple or Spotify or some other audio podcast, I just want to let you know that this podcast is also on YouTube, and you can go check it out there as well. It is called Jeff Mara Podcast. Today, we have an awesome guest. His name is Dr. Lawrence Brock. Dr. Brock holds a Doctor of Spiritual Science and holds a postgraduate degree in Advanced Ministerial Counseling. He is also a regular visiting professor at the University of Bridgeport. Dr. Brock is a near-death experience survivor, counselor, healer, and clairvoyant. Dr. Brock, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Um, so I want to get right into it. My audience is really into near-death experiences. So can we start on the day of your near-death experience and go from there? Yes. Um, so I had been living in Longmont, Colorado that day at that time. And I was driving back in the United States, driving back to uh, Westchester, New York, uh, to visit with my parents. and. Um, so I drove, you know, a lot of miles that day, it took more than one day to drive back. It's about 2000 miles. And, uh, when I got home, I found out a, a high school friend of mine was having a party and, uh, I wanted to go to the party. Actually, my roommate in Colorado was also a high school friend of mine. We lived out there together. And so we came back to visit our folks and I went to the party. We went in separate cars. Uh, I was drinking and doing some drugs also. Um, and I was a little high, not what I considered too high to drive, but I mm-hmm. uh, asked for a ride home from my friend. A big part of my motivation was the, the, the young lady who was having the party I thought was pretty and I could go back the next day and talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was almost home, I remembered that my sister who was staying at my parents' house at the time, also needed the car in the morning for work. So I asked my friend to drive me back and he protested, but I Mm -hmm. assured him I was just overacting being high. The truth is I thought I was, but I really wasn't because I do remember leaving the party after he drove me back. And then the next thing I remember is I was out of my body in the white light, looking down, my body was leaning against a tree and there was a police officer sort of uh, not kneeling, crouching over me. 
I assume he pulled me out of the car and the car was there squished beyond what it looked like I could survive. And my head was, I always get mixed up, which side the, the scars on, but you can still see it. It goes all the way back. My head was, you know, cut open. Wow. I was in the white light. It, it felt like a short experience, but the, it just felt like I was in this incredibly loving light. Even though I saw my body smashed up, it seemed perfectly fine. Like everything was fine. You know, every, just everything seemed fine beyond what usually I experience when I'm alive physically. Um, but it felt like a lot of love, a lot of understanding and wisdom and just like connected to the universe. And I, I'm a, even though it's years ago, I'm still trying to find the way to describe it because it was just so like just knowing everything, but really at the same time, not really knowing anything. It wasn't in words. It was just more of a feeling. Uh, I didn't look this way, but it seemed what I knew was there was this giant white light being that, and a smaller being and the smaller being said to me, you have to go back. Your father wants you to stay. Hmm. After that, I, in some ways, the biggest thing that happened to me was I started meeting a lot of people that had near-death experiences that were spiritual teachers and healing teachers. Mm. Um, so the words of how I describe what happened really came to me later when some of these teachers were talking to me. One in particular, who was a Sufi sheikh, he started talking about the ocean of divine love and benevolence. And I go, oh, that's what the white light all around me when he started talking to me about God, I really wasn't a very spiritual or religious person at that time. I go, wow, that was the big white light behind me. When he started talking about Jesus, I go, that was, you know, just the feeling that came to me when he spoke those words were the same as the feeling then. So after that happened, I, the voice said, go back into your box, go back. Your father wants you to stay. So I went back and woke up in the hospital three days later. Mm. with a new mission in life, which was to find out about all that stuff. Oh, that's very interesting. When you were there, and yeah. and I can understand that it's probably indescribable for most people because it's beyond. It's almost like beyond yeah. our senses. Um, when you're in the light, before you saw the being, do you hear anything or is it silence? It was silent, but it didn't sound like silent that seems abnormally silent it mm -hmm. just uh i didn't really hear any i mean everything just seems so okay you know mm -hmm. and sometimes people say did you want to come back i didn't even think of that you know it mm -hmm. just seemed like everything was the way it was supposed to be and mm -hmm. i i don't remember hearing anything mm -hmm. in, in the way you're saying i just heard that voice that was it and when you're in the light i mean it may be undescribable but we'll do the best we can it's not a light yeah. in front of you shining on you. It's like you're inside, you're just in light. Maybe like you're surrounded by light, right? Yes. It was, it was sort of like being in a cloud, if you could imagine that. I mean, right. it was just, it, there was a nice soft feeling to it. It wasn't a very extremely bright light either. It was kind mm -hmm. of soft white. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just, the, I'm a very kinesthetic person. Mm -hmm. So even my experience a lot, when I'm physically alive is a lot about how things feel emotionally and, and, you know, touching with my hands. So mm -hmm. I, I, you know, my thoughts about it are is that 
basically God communicates to us in our own language. And my mm. language is definitely feeling as mm. opposed to words usually. You know, I've learned a lot from being educated a lot because most people want you to speak words right. that, to learn how to speak. But a lot of it is how do I put my feelings into words? Mm. So during that, it was like a direct transmission through my feelings. When you saw the two beings of light, which from what you're saying appears to be a larger one that was God and a smaller one that was yes. Jesus, right? I'm, I, yes. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just trying to... Um, no, you know. I'm laughing because it's such a joyful thing. It's oh, like, okay, you know, and it is hard to put my word, the words on it and it is almost like guessing. And then when I say it, it's like, yeah, that's what it was. Well, then that's awesome because so, maybe... Yeah, my feelings are just so important to me. That's well, awesome. it may be just an example right now. What just happened was some pure joy reliving the experience came out. Yeah. Um, as soon as I think of it, it connects into this amazing energy and... Mm -hmm. Part of my gift from doing that is I can help other people connect into that, which is another great joy of my life. That's awesome. When you see them, do you is it like a silhouette of a person in a light? Like, if, and is it bod, human body shaped or just kind of like a light? In my near death experience, they were actually behind me. I do have an image, but it was like I they were behind me, but I sort of knew what they looked like. They, the big white light was just a big white light. There was no form to it. The small one, it looked like a different shade of white, really, that could have been a person, but I didn't see any features or anything like that. It was so just like a light being. Would you say that when you were in the white light that you could have had like 360 degrees of perception? You you know, we're not really looking forward uh, anymore. We had this 360 yes. Yes, through my feelings. Yes, it it was like I like I said, it was almost like I I didn't have any questions in my mind about anything. Mm -hmm. Everything just seemed right and proper, and it is sort of like I knew everything. I seemed to understand my accident was okay, mm -hmm. even you know any family dilemmas. Just it just seemed the whole world, just everything made sense mm -hmm. in a way, and. Uh, Again, it's hard to put into words, but it, you know, sometimes things just seem right and proper. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like on a beautiful summer day or whatever season you like, and mm -hmm. it's just beautiful out and you feel good. Yeah. And that's real. And then multiply that times, you know, a million or whatever. So right. What it's, like. yeah. it's like everything is just perfect. Well, even it was more like everything was okay because it was very gentle. Mm -hmm. In a certain way, perfect is like there has to be something a certain way. And this was like, no, everything is fine the way it is, really. I guess perfect. I, you know, I'm always trying to find the right words. for this. No, I think that was a good distinction. I didn't think about it that way. Did you have any other communication besides you need to go back? Your father wants you to come back. Not that I was aware of on that level. But like I said, as soon as I came to, I knew I had to find out, like, it was almost like not knowing was the the carrot, you know, and I had to find out and I traveled. I just met a lot of really cool people and mm -hmm. really amazing people. At that time, were you already in counseling, you know, being a counselor or is that something that you took on after this experience? Um, I was not. I, you know, I had done 
some therapy as a patient, you know, in my youth a little bit. Um, no, I was a math and science kind of person, you know, not thinking about this kind of stuff at all. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, I was some interested in psychology, but mm-hmm. no, I was, I mean, I was in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. I started my healing practice in my mid thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually that started with hands-on stuff as opposed to counseling. So you know, my first, after the near death experience, I'd noticed in my touch, my hands became very warm. I was very sensitive to people's energy Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice my intuition increase, but at the time I didn't even really, it's not like I put two and two together because mm-hmm. it wasn't something people talked about. Like now, mm-hmm. you know, people, it's, a, you know, even TV shows, they have so much fictional TV shows. It's just, it, it wasn't like, Oh, this thing happened. And I knew what it was. It was almost like what's going on here. And I wanted to find out about it. Really, my interest was more spiritual as opposed to finding out about healing. Did you notice any other physical changes within your within your own body, like your like your your change in your sensation of touch? Um, not no, I don't think so. You know, I, I mean, I had injuries to my body and stuff. That was a change, but it was really that I know was very sensitive to what's going on in people's bodies and very kinesthetic. As I said, that was my, that's always been my primary sensory input. So, um, but the only reference I had was in Star Trek to tell you the truth. So even though, and that was fictional and I wouldn't possibly think that that was real, but some of that was happening to me. And so it was like trying to figure out what is this? Like, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. And I also was kind of intuitive before that. And when I was young and I really assumed everyone was, Mm -hmm. so I've also been kind of naive. And so I learned to explore it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, then I found people that sort of validated my experience and Mm -hmm. told me what was going on, which was, Mm -hmm. which is good. Well, it's great to meet another Trekkie here. That's my, I think you're my (laughs) first. I recently watched all the Star Trek series and it's like, there's so much cool spiritual and healing stuff in there that mm-hmm. I didn't even notice back in those days. You know, When you're speaking of it, I mean, we'll just take a, I mean, I could do a whole podcast just on Star Trek alone, but yeah, as, definitely. But as we just kind of there, would you feel like you, when you're talking about the spiritual aspect, are you talking more like around the, the next generation or, um, the original series. With I noticed it in everyone, you know, everyone. in next generation, there's a lot of stuff, but even in deep space, not, I mean, mm-hmm. deep space nine, there's very mm-hmm. mystical stuff. I watched all, even in the original star Trek, it's very cool. It really, in a lot of ways, what people see on TV really opens them up. And even, you know, the vampire shows that are on now, there's a metaphysical part. So kids are, you talk about this stuff. Oh yeah, of course. You know, it's like no big deal to them. It's kind of yeah. Cool. You know, it's funny before I, I'll leave this subject and my kids play video games a lot and, you know, they, uh, and in the game, you know, your character, your, your character or your player or whatever dies and respawns, you know, and, the, and that's kind of that word spawn really became and respawn is really a popular word now with video gamers. And so I'm wondering now, you know, even just kids game so much that now it's almost like teaching them reincarnation or something because they're always respawning. It is like that. I mean, someone said to me not too long ago, 
do you wonder if the people that were writing Star Trek had near-death experiences? Because some of it just seems so like the story. You know, mm-hmm. you know actually, the that Stephen King uh, book, uh, The Dark Zone, The Dead Zone. Dead Zone. And there, Is that a movie he, as well? There was well? a movie made of it, but... It was a movie and a TV show. The TV show, a lot of the things in that were very similar to my experience. Oh, wow. I found it the closest fictional thing that, I mean, he he was unconscious for three months or three years or something. I was unconscious for three days. But when he came to, he just started knowing things about people. Just the way he didn't go in his mind like he knew what it was. It was like this discovery process. And I think that's important in doing spiritual work to understand you are always discovering. There's always more. Mm-hmm. For me, it's, you know, my, let's say my normal mind is reluctant to believe in some of these things. And then it's like, how much can I open up? And the more I do, the more I can help people. And it seemed like that was his process also that I really, that seemed very true to to reality to me. It's mm. good. So as you mentioned before about it almost seemed wanting to know about your experience became like a carrot for you and you weren't particularly, you weren't particularly religious at all before this. You weren't even, you wouldn't even say you were a Christian or anything else, right? I was born Jewish and I just assumed I was Jewish, but my beliefs now are definitely more Christian and I go to church, a a unity church actually. Oh, wow. That's very interesting. But I've studied... Hinduism, I mean, since then, I've studied different religions, just, um, so the latest thing I've been doing, instead of saying I'm no religion, I'm saying I'm all religions, because I do, in my beliefs, there are things from each different religions, and it's, you know, people, a lot of people have issues with religion, partially, Mm because what people use it for, you know, there's so many wars fought over religion, there's, you you go to school, they're telling you, you're going to go to hell or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that's not the part of the religions I'm talking about. I'm talking about the loving part. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, the story of Jesus was he left his body and he came back, you know, yeah. like, and he healed people. And, you know, in all the religions, there's those stories that mm-hmm. the more conservative type of religious people don't want to acknowledge that part of it, but that's the part that really touches me. Yeah, I mean, makes a lot. I'm kind of so now. I consider myself Christian, and I was Jewish just because that's what I was born back then. But it's very fascinating that you say that because I, from what I've read or heard before, like um, someone who's Muslim will see Mohammed, someone who may be Buddhist will see Buddha. You know, I'm not really sure what. I don't think there's a prophet yet for Judaism. They're waiting for the prophet. Is that correct? Well, Abraham would be the one that's. Okay, maybe yeah. You didn't. Yeah. See, you didn't I don't, see I've never heard of anyone seeing him in a near-death experience, <laughs> but yeah, all of those saints and stuff are around in the spirit and can help heal people, depending mm-hmm. on what they're open to. A lot of times, it is the the religion the person's born into that saint helps them quite a lot. Actually, not always, but mm-hmm. like if if I don't know intuitively, that's where. Well, I always check with Jesus because he covers the most people on the earth and mm-hmm. then if it's not that then i'll ask the person what they were born and check within that and otherwise ask them what they you know what their heart tells them do you feel like even now you can somehow access that 
I don't know how to describe it, but access that experience, that energy, that place. Do you have, are you able to access that at will or does it sometimes just kind of come and go in dreams or, or anything like that? All of those things. things. (laughs) Sometimes I can do it at will. When I'm working, I can do it like almost like that. And it sort of happens naturally in my life. uh, You know, I meditate a lot every day. I do journal writing. I do Tai Chi. I do things. Um, So sometimes it takes a lot of a long time of meditating to do it. Uh, sometimes I'll just start to talk to someone and it's not even work and all of a sudden it happens. Mm. So it's some that it happens on its own, some that uh, I have to initiate it. Luckily, I've sort of discovered to not have it on all the time, like yeah. when I'm socializing and stuff. And uh, just because part of it is I became very sensitive to people's energy and people start to release things and some you know, when I'm sitting working, like it's, you know, I can be in a certain space where I tend to take on less of it. You know, when I'm around a lot of people, that becomes a little trickier. Um, after your experience, it appears that you went on like a spiritual quest. And um, to me, that I think that can be very Definitely. interesting. I'm still on that spiritual, spiritual quest. quest. You met this Sufi sheikh, which I believe is kind of like yes. a, a spiritual is Muslim guy, but did you travel? Like, did you yes. travel to India and, and Tibet and, you know, different places um, trying to learn new things? I traveled, but only within the United States for okay. that. Well, that's yeah. still a big country, a lot um, of places to see. It is. And there's, I've met some amazing people. It, I had a kind of an interesting thing happen. So, I learned to do polarity therapy, which is a very gentle type of body work. Mm -hmm. And I uh, later, so I was learning this from this woman. And at some point she said she was having a booth in a health fair in Manhattan. And she wanted me to come be there because she didn't want to have to stand at the booth for three days in a row. So I had this inside of me, my intuition said, I'm going to go try two things. So this is a big thing in Manhattan where there's more than a, a hundred booths, you know, and it could be overwhelming, but I trusted my intuition and I tried two things. There was one person right around the corner from our booth and I had a great experience with him. It, it ends up, he lived like two miles from me mm. and I learned a lot of healing from him. Uh, so I studied with him for a couple of years after that. Uh, it was, he, the main thing he taught was very deep, body work, but he also taught me a lot of spiritual uh, meditations. He, he's the first one I learned Tai Chi from also. Was he doing, you know, like body work? When you say deep, it makes me think of rolfing. Something just like that, yeah. Uh, I think it was called postural integration is what his work was. But it's basically, so when I took a course from him for that, it was like a nine-month course. Mm. We used Ida Rolf's book, Mm-hmm. about the body work there was a few of the strokes were a little different part of what he did also incorporated some concepts from uh, acupuncture mm-hmm. so there was the energetic aspect to it also mm, very interesting but it was just that i met him there and you know he was right around the corner in new york city and then lived really close to me just a lot of 
you know, coincidences happen like that in my life where I kept meeting mm-hmm. very wise people. You had mentioned that before you weren't really a spiritual person. You were math, science. Had you yeah. had had any, you know, otherworldly spiritual experiences? I, I did. You know, um, one that I knew that I had was my grandfather. I saw I was in a movie in New York City and I saw this guy from the back. I said, well, that looks like my grandfather to myself. And mm-hmm. so I ended up walking around to see, and it was him. He was a unique looking guy. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I didn't know really what to make of it. I mm-hmm. sort of let it go after that. And um, sometimes I wonder if I see other dead people with, and I don't even know it because him, I knew, I mean, he looked as solid as, you know, sometimes the things look as solid as a physical person. Right. I wonder if I'm seeing other people without realizing it, but that was, yeah, you know, I guess something in me knew this because it's not like I freaked out and thought mm-hmm. I was going insane. I just thought, it, well, I don't know what happened and kept going. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised you weren't like really shaken up by that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I mean, did you just... You I were, mean, it, in one way, it's just kind of naive. So. When the movie was over, you just decided to walk by and then you just kept on going and left the theater or, or what happened? Yeah. I mean, I saw this person from the back. I mean, my grandfather's a very big guy. He always wore a really nice suit mm-hmm. and a cowboy hat and cowboy boots. And in here, the cowboy hat was next to him in the seat. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't miss him because no one, everyone else in the theater was in jeans and a T-shirt kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know. And um, Yeah, I know. It seems kind of silly that I didn't do something about it. But um, Do you think he saw you? Yeah, well, later, you know, once I became more tuned in, I became aware he came to say goodbye to me. And yes. Oh, wow. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, he looked at me. I looked, I mean, I looked at him. I, that's why I walked around the front. And, yeah, it's. I don't know, man. <laughs> you ask those questions, it's like, I don't know why I didn't, you know, someone said to me, You didn't say hello to him? I go, No, <laughs> I just looked and it was like, I didn't know what to make of it in my mind. And I just sort of moved along. I think that would have just freaked me out. I probably would have got chills yeah. and didn't wouldn't know what to do. But maybe you didn't know what to do. That's why you just kept on going. <laughs> yeah. Well, I again, I think somewhere inside of me, I knew, and uh, I mean, I always had, I think, a normal feeling when I was young that there's more than, you know, what my parents were doing and mm-hmm. what was going on, but I didn't know what that was. Hmm. Do you feel like you've fully integrated this experience into your life or you're still doing that? I don't think that's possible. Uh, uh, Well, I guess as much as I could, I mean, I, I get to make a living and people pay me to do this great healing work, which is cool. Um, It is, you know, part of it is like socializing with normal people is not something I do that much. So, Mm -hmm. you, you know, it becomes, Luckily, there are, you know, there's like a subculture of people that are into this kind of thing these days. Mm -hmm. I think I'm always working to integrate it more. I think there's a lot more possibilities. And I know over the years, what I can do for people just seems to increase. um, Mm -hmm. You know, it seems to go like increase and then it'll go like this. The times when it's increasing, sometimes it's actually kind of hard. 
like the the energy just comes in like when i'm meditating and sometimes it's so intense that it hurts like mm-hmm. if i have any sore in my body it'll start really hurting mm-hmm. until i get adjusted to that new energy level mm-hmm. so i had that happen recently where for quite a while it was hard to meditate because the energy would be so strong it was so uncomfortable and then all of a sudden i got comfortable with it and then i can tell when i'm working with people i'm connecting to a higher place and it seems to be quicker that they get into that place mm-hmm. you know if that again I, I use kind of vague words to describe it because i there's it's not like one plus one equals two you know it's more like this quantum physics equation that leads to this thing and it's kind of individual for each person even what healing is like what they want to experience you know mm-hmm. where their unfoldment is and so it is about unfolding spiritually to me and usually along with that there's physical health gets activated or emotional health it also there's a lot of negative you know, we were talking about saints, but there's also the negative mm-hmm. things in the spirit. And those things, when I'm working with people, a lot of them get taken away, which mm. is good. That's great. Let me catch a question here. The question is, are you scared of death? I'm not, no, I'm not afraid of being dead. I'm mm. definitely, afraid, I don't want to suffer in the process of dying. Like, yeah. One good thing about my car accident was I didn't know it happened at all. And just I went from, you know, leaving the party to being in the white light. If that happens, I'll be fine with it because it, that part was, it was the most loving, most wonderful thing you could mm-hmm. imagine. And I get glimpses of that. And I have my daughter. I love her so much. You have kids too. That love you have for them is the closest thing I've experienced you know, those times, mm-hmm. not the times when your kids are being annoying, the times when it's like you look at them, it's like, you know, you just see them as this perfect being. It's kind of cool. Hmm. Let me catch another so, one. No, I'm not afraid of being dead. I am possibly afraid of dying if it's, you know, being drawn out or, you know, injured or whatever. So. Well, that's fair enough. I mean, if someone came at me with a chainsaw, I would still be scared too, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Let me catch another question here. Do you think people who die too early, for example, in a war or in a car accident, are there are they like at a spiritual unrest, you know, or are they, or are their souls at unrest? Sometimes, yes. So there's sometimes their souls are they don't know where to go. Like mm-hmm. at 9/11, I live where I live uh in my general area cuz there's uh ferries that go from here right to that area a lot of people uh, from this area work there and um, yes definitely Mm. so Uh the way to help those people again a lot of times whether you know if anyone has a sense of that it is we do use our imagination to activate this kind of healing and um, you I know I can be a little more specific about it, but you introduce these people to a saint, then they can be basically escorted to a better place. Mm. Um, So, but in your imagination, you can imagine if it's not Jesus and it's probably saint that is associated with your religion. Mm. So you can just imagine that and they get helped. Mm. Uh, A lot of times people come to me and they talk about a relative that passed away and uh, they are, 
not in as high a place they could. Mm-hmm. Today, someone talked to me and it was like, when I looked, it was like, wow, that person's in a really high place. And um, it was kind of cool to see. And I kept looking like I was almost surprised. And I kept going, wow, that person's like really in this high place. And then I was checking. They, because they didn't live a very spiritual life. They didn't live a bad life. They were a very fun person in this life in a very nice way. But they had another lifetime where they actually were in India being a very spiritual person. So they came into this life with a kind of very high spiritual place already. Well, that's interesting. Cool. You don't have to give any names, obviously, and you don't have to re- reveal too much. But can you give me some examples of some of the most severe cases of, you know, problems, symptoms that you were able to help people with? Yeah, yes. Um, I'm just going to, I normally tell the same ones. I'm going to take a moment and talk a little bit and try to think of a different one. But mm-hmm. um, one thing that was a really cool experience because it was something that happened like in one second. This woman, she had arthritis and basically had pain. And it was some years ago. I wonder if she had fibromyalgia or something different than she was so she was diagnosed with having arthritis but I don't know if today she would have been so I could see she was telling me her story and I could see there was this American uh in you know Native American Indian guide with her who wanted to help her and she wasn't allowing that to happen so she was talking and this happens sometimes people talk for two seconds I see all what's going on and I try to be polite and listen so then I said you know I said, there's this American, uh, Native American healing guide with you. And she said, oh, I know someone told me, but she was afraid of it. And I said, you don't understand. This guide is there to help you. And she opened up and it was on the phone. I could just feel it shift and like that. She said, the pain's gone. Mm. And that was, you know, that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Um, there's uh, another time someone came to me. They had a miscarriage, a woman, obviously. Um and her friend sort of forced her to come see. This was in person. Um, and her friend forced her to come see me because she was getting sicker and sicker. The doctors said, forget about ever having a child. We'll, you know, we have to work very hard to save you because she was getting very sick. Um, after two sessions, I got an email from her saying, I don't know what you do, but the doctors say I'm getting better. They can't figure it out. Uh, about a year later, I heard she was pregnant, and then she ended up having a baby boy. So that was kind of a cool thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I should have made some notes before because okay. this was the one I want. Um, you, you yeah, probably weren't expecting this. You know, um, you don't know what you know. I'm, no, I'm sure I, you I know. Because everyone asks. Oh, oh, it's a common question. Oh, okay, well, for next, but a lot time, of times then... it's um, there's just a lot of cool things when when people line up with their soul or their spirit, good mm-hmm. things just start to happen, whether it's health, uh, business things, um, mm-hmm. you know, family stuff. I don't want to talk about things that are current actually. So I'm not thinking of anything, you know, mm-hmm. and only want to share things that when people give me permission to talk about them. Sure. It makes a lot of sense. Let me catch another question here. Um, okay. Here's the question. I always dream my grandparents death and my father who's also dead almost every day. Do you know if that means something? Uh-huh. I can tell you that I love them very much and miss them a lot. Um, and then it's, is it because of my feeling or is it there trying to give me some message? 
Um, well, in <clears throat> does that person mind telling me their name? That just their first name? Who asked you the question? Is that okay? I'm just having a little trouble tuning in. That's why sometimes a little information helps. You need the, the first names of the dead people. Uh, no, I think the first name of the person who's asking the question. If Mariana. Okay, so in one way, when people pass over into the spirit, they're not the same as they are here. So right. they start to become part of the spirit. And for this, as that sounds like a woman's name, it'd be good for her to just soften up in how she's seeing it and allow that energy to expand. If she were to look at it and understand that the way the spirits come in, it would be more like their positive qualities. So she... She's having some fear about it, so she's not able to really see the whole thing. But um, And a lot of times the messages are not that specific. So who did she say, her, both her grandparents she, and her father? I think so, she sees um, over and over her father and her grandmother, who have both passed. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the idea is to sort of let the energy come in. There's... There is a, a message in there from her grandmother. Uh, it's it's basically like filled with joy, we could mm-hmm. say, as opposed to something specific. And she could open up to that and get more information. Um, so the, the negative powers or whatever they're called like to block our spiritual awareness because mm-hmm. um, their job is really to main, keep us to maintain the physical level. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that once Yeah, so she, I'm going to just send the light to her. She looks like, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'll ask in a minute. I'm just going to send the light to that woman because it looks like her, I would say her liver is a little out of balance. That's affecting, so the fear, a lot. actually the fear a lot of times affects the liver. So she could just let some of that go. That's what I would say. Do you feel that once you let it go, once you've received the message, whatever that, the, if that person's bringing you a message, would you stop seeing the person in your dreams? Um, possibly, you know, there's nothing written in stone in the spirit, everything sort of moves. So there's also a lot of times when we see, as I said, when beings go into the spirit, they become there's an individual part and then there's the whole part. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we see uh, people in the spirit and it's really just that person because that's how the spirit wants to communicate to us. There's not very much of what we think of as the person physically there. So sometimes it is like when I saw my grandfather, that was my grandfather. Right. But a lot of times it's more like a general message from God that God loves us and mm-hmm. that love is quite remarkable in healing. I'm just wondering, even from me thinking like maybe these people are just coming to say, Hey, we're okay. Everything's okay. We're, we're, it is definitely everything's okay in a way like, and you're loved. That part is a big part of every message. And so for this woman, she can let go of that fear and let, if she remembers her grandmother, that love that her grandmother has for her, Mm-hmm. That would be a way to connect to it more instead of trying to look at it with your mind and figure out, is it right or is it wrong? It is, you know, 
it is the craziest thing we know can be true and because mm-hmm. those things are happening in spirit mm-hmm. it just in the physical things are physical in the spirit they're not mm-hmm. so we're trying to define it in a way and in the way i said like jesus was just a light body there's some wisdom in there so there would be an image of her grandmother but there's also the light that's around her mm-hmm. that um so her grandmother's trying to help her heal from something also. So mm. that is something that's definitely real. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, she responded, thank you very much for the light. I understand your message. Great. Okay. Do you... Yeah, own- even though I talk vaguely, people normally do. It's cool. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Christianity, from okay. what I know, does not, you know, the reincarnation is not part of christianity you just go and i guess you're with jesus for in infinity or whatever do you believe in reincarnation or yeah. more to christian beliefs that that's it i believe in reincarnation and as i said jesus is the greatest reincarnation story of all time so oh, yeah. i don't know why christian people don't believe in that so yeah there are a lot of things in the bible that indicate mm-hmm. that talk about something that could be considered reincarnation as much as how other people interpret it. Oh yeah. And that's a great interpretation. That'd be something good to Google actually is just sit down and I might do that myself one day is Google. Are there any, you know, interpretations of reincarnation in the Bible and someone will probably, you know, post some scripture somewhere. I got, I'm sure somebody has done that. I could be wrong, but I'm, I I feel books written about it. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So if someone wants to get any healing with you or just some counseling with you, what is the best way to contact you? Yeah. Uh, my website is lawrencebrock.com. Mm-hmm. My YouTube channel is Dr. Lawrence Brock. Mm-hmm. And uh, my phone number is 732-567-6388. Um, any of those ways, you can go on my website, actually make an appointment on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have other appointments if any of those don't work just get in touch with me mm-hmm. so there's an email on my website and the phone number and everything okay great uh let me check another one i don't know if you know that there is a war going on right now in armenia between the armenians and the azerbaijanis uh, i didn't know that I... um that's very far eastern europe there are a lot of people dying right now and in you know young guys 18 to 20 years old would you have any advice yeah. to parents of children dying in war i call them children i mean they're not but you know to me that young yeah i well i do too yeah mm-hmm. um that is, I mean, having your child die is probably one of the worst experiences on the physical level. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can send the light there. I can tell you, sign one of the cool experiences I have, actually, and I don't think I ever talked about that. I mm-hmm. was taking this dreams class mm-hmm. and, you know, so doing journaling and trying to be more conscious in my dreams. And I had this dream that I was up on this, I don't know, like a, some sort of thing up here and there was a war going on here. And I knew it was in uh, the Israelites and Palestinians Mm -hmm. fighting. And there was a lot of warring going on there. And in the dream, I had the wherewithal to call in the light and then the fighting stopped. 
the next day I woke up, there was in the newspaper, like somehow out of nowhere, they came to a peace treaty, mm-hmm. at least for that time right then. That was very cool. Yeah. Um, I think praying, if you can do it generically, is important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, there's the spiritual part where you can pray and stuff, but, you know, the part of my mother died when I was like in my mid thirties and still, uh, so that was like 30 years ago. Still there are times I just miss her and feel really sad about it. So that personal part is there is grieving, there's mourning. Those are things that are valid. I really, I think journal writing is a really great tool for anybody anywhere, but for processing emotions, it's great. Talk to people about it, get support. You know, if you need help, it's important to reach out to people. That's, you know, if you're talking about the spiritual part, um, it's a tough thing, but I think praying and sending the light there, there's a way to make a donation to a church sort of as a, a tie the head kind of thing, you know, tithing you're supposed to do after you get something. This is more like tie than you assuming it happening and just make a small donation to a church something that can help uh, people. It'd be like, you know, for your child that they'd be safe. And, you know, if they pass away, you know, if they get killed there to, you know, that they be taken to the highest place possible, that they'd be supported spiritually. Hmm. That would be something to do. Hmm. That's interesting. Do you have any projects that you're working on right now that you'd like people to know about? Um. That's a good question. I, you know, I'm always in the process of editing videos that I make. Um, but no, I'm, I'm doing my work. I have been thinking about trying to do something live online, but I haven't started that yet. Uh, I, I love my work. I love helping people. It is so rewarding, um, you know, especially like a, if a grieving mother is just, you know, getting some hope when I can connect to their their child and give them messages. That's really cool. Um, now I, I mostly just really love doing my work and stuff. That's I, projects are, I have a daughter. I work, do stuff with her. I, I work, help the local school systems and things like that. So. Oh, that's great. Uh, I got a comment that says, thank you for your positive and kind aura. Oh, you're welcome. It's nice to be able to share that with people who are, open-minded it's a great thing do you have any advice for people right now who are suffering with the coronavirus not and and i don't mean suffering as being positive but i mean just suffering from being indoors anxiety all the stress yes it's i give this don't let reality get in your way that's all I could say. And that's kind of a funny way of, uh, you know, whatever your things you enjoy or your passions, find some way to express that. Um, mm. And, you know, I, I work from home. Mm. And in the beginning of being quarantined, it seemed silly to me because my life wasn't that different. Mm. But it was it was getting to me. The energy is kind of weird. Um, the fear. I mean, in the U.S., the political climate it's hard to trust any information we're getting at all about anything um but it is 
everyone has this wonderful thing in them that knows of God's love and knows their love and that part and the thing that in you is that you love to do, do try to do that regardless. And it takes, um, I also, I actually have tools on my YouTube channel that can be very helpful. There's one called freedom writing. Mm -hmm. That is a great, great tool for get. I talk about getting the cobwebs out of your head. Basically, whenever I'm in a funk, if I do that, almost always, I say almost, but every time I remember, you know, within an hour or two, all of a sudden, I just feel like all that, junk in my head is out all that emotional junk so that's a really good thing is that kind of teaching you how to do journal writing uh it's more some people it's just like flow of consciousness writing but part of it is that's a little different than what people do is you burn the paper when it's over when you're mm-hmm. done and it just sort of seems to just get everything there's some details there you don't have to worry about writing neatly it is just Oh, there's a bird. There's a spider. It's cold. It's you know. Oh, I remember when I was a kid, and you don't even have to write out the full sentence. So it's just keep writing whatever pops into your head. Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder if is it just yeah. memories popping into your head, or is it more like visions? It could be. It, you know, sometimes it's emotions like oh that that person. You know, some swear word might come to your head. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I hear a truck outside. So it just you really just go with whatever comes up so sometimes there are things oh yeah i remember this from my childhood or you get a spiritual awareness about something Hmm, that's interesting all right yeah so before we wrap it up here is there one message that you would like to give everybody before we go um well i'd like to say i love you but and within that there is just that god loves you and there's something in everyone that is this really cool thing it can be you know i get to do this you know it's very obviously spiritual but construction workers athletes you know writers anything when you get connected to that really cool thing in you it could be cooking i love to cook you know some a couple of years ago, this woman came to me and said, ah, I know I'm very spiritual, but I don't know what to do. She was, she was a mother, you know, and I go, what are you talking about? Like, that's the most spiritual thing in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, and you could see her face just lit up. Like she realized she was doing this valuable thing. So usually people are doing some of that really cool thing and they just have to acknowledge it and let it come together. Oh, that's a great point. That's awesome. Well, Dr. Brock, thank you so much for giving me your time this evening. I really appreciate it. I wish you massive success in your life, in your business, helping people. I'm sure you're already helping people. I wish you to help even more people. And I appreciate you. Thank you and have a good evening. Thank you. Bye-bye.